Today's episode of The Movies That Made Her But Not Me is sponsored by FilmCred. Providing new film critics and writers in-depth feedback on their writing, FilmCred is made up of a community of collaborators dedicated to publishing insightful reviews, interviews, video essays, and coverage of film festivals. Visit film-cred.com to learn more. Stein. And I'm Lauren Lloyd. And you are listening to the movies that made her, but not me. The podcast where we discuss classic films from different generational perspectives. The classic film we are discussing today is the 1982 film Tootsie. I'd like to make her look a little more attractive. How far can you pull back? How do you feel about Cleveland? I'm very proud of being a woman, Dr. Brewster. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's... Oh. Shame on you, you macho shithead. Truthfully, don't you find being a woman in the 80s complicated? Extremely. I read the second sex. I read the Cinderella complex. I'm responsible for my own orgasm. I don't care. You cannot wear white to a casual dinner. It's too dressy. You taught me to stop hiding and just be myself because... Yeah, you're always yourself. All right, let's set the scene. The movie is Tootsie. Michael Dorsey is an unsuccessful actor. Dissatisfied with his lack of employment and wanting to help his friend produce the play he's written, Michael decides to change everything about himself, including his gender presentation. Dressed as a woman, Michael, now known as Dorothy, auditions for a part in a soap opera. After booking the job, his performance lands him a contract extending the time that he will be performing as Dorothy in the soap opera. Distressed about what to do and in love with one of his female co-stars, Michael has to make decisions about his role as a woman in the workforce and as an actor. The year is 1982. The first issue of USA Today is published. Epcot is opened at Disney. Demonstrations are held against nuclear weapons. A severe recession begins in the United States, commercial whaling is ended, and the Steven Spielberg movie E.T. premieres. Lauren is also beginning her career working in the industry, seeing movies like Tootsie get made. Lauren, tell me about the first time you saw Tootsie. Oh, um, <clears throat> um, the first time I saw, there were, I had a lot of uh, thoughts. I liked because of the business I was in, I liked the world of Broadway and actors, and I loved that they used the, you know, CAA or creative artists as, you know, the, the offices, and Sidney Pollock was the agent. I felt like I was somehow on the inside of, you know, which is silly, because I certainly wasn't. Um, uh, and I was uh, also, I thought it was very clever when I saw it the first time. I, I thought, uh, I didn't particularly like it. I thought Dustin Hoffman was, he gave me the creeps. <laughs> it seems like everyone is giving me the creeps. I couldn't quite understand it. And I was mostly kind of upset about the whole, you know, treatment of women and that it takes a man to, you know, show the world how to really feel about women. I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I did, but I, I did remember thinking it was very sweet in a way, 
You know, I don't really remember it now when I saw it again as it being a love story. What I really remember is that it was a very broad idea, an idea I don't particularly like, a man dressing like a woman. But it is treated not like a gimmick, it's treated like a real story. You know, mm -hmm. it is um, never a gag. It was very classy. You have to have a huge suspension of disbelief. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a, in a way, a, a good movie. It was interesting yeah. reading about Dustin Hoffman performing as Dorothy in the movie because mm -hmm. I felt like the presentation in the movie lent very disrespectful through a modern lens on his character. Mm -hmm. But when you read about how Dustin Hoffman treated playing a woman, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, so you did care about this. You did know this heaviness that came with playing with this role. None of that translated onto the screen. Oh, now, when I, I was... Hang on for a second. You mean um, how he, as a human being, playing this role? Yes. Oh, interesting. It's, it's so clear... So it didn't change him as a person? No, what I'm saying is... It kind of didn't, I, actually. Well, in the movie, I'm talking about in real life, Dustin Hoffman taking on playing a woman... Yes. ...had a huge emotional toll on him. Mm -hmm. He understood how heavy it was that he was playing this character. In my research, I found out that um, the crew would give Dustin Hoffman bad news when he was dressed as Dorothy because he was much nicer as a person when he was Dorothy. They were like, when he put on that outfit, he was Dorothy. He was a completely yeah. different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He after he played Dorothy for the first time, he went home and cried to his wife about how he was a sexist person and he didn't treat women with respect and he didn't understand that until he was a woman. Mm -hmm. um, he would fool people into really thinking he was a woman. Like he went to his daughter's classroom and told everybody that he was her aunt and everybody believed him. Um, he fooled other actors in, who knew Dustin Hoffman yeah. and they were like oh That's who is this method, woman right? yeah wow, wow. yeah and mm -hmm. you know he even gave interviews where people would ask him questions as Dorothy and one time he was asked you know would you did you ever want to have kids and Dustin Hoffman as Dorothy started weeping openly and was like I've passed my prime like I'm, I'm too old to have children and then when he was back as Dustin Hoffman, he was like, the weight of being too old to have children was never something that I had considered until I was Dorothy. Like when you asked me that, I was Dorothy and I did feel like that was something I was never going to experience because I was too old. That's pretty tremendous. It's, 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 it's just, just remarkable. Though. It's so interesting. The producer um, hired Holly Woodland, who was a well-known trans oh, sure, sure. actor, Puerto Rican actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was she worked with Andy Warhol, and mm -hmm. so she coached Dustin Hoffman in the art of being a man who feels and acts like a woman. Mm -hmm. And also Meryl Streep coached Dustin Hoffman on being a woman. So those were the two people who, who shaped who Dorothy was, yeah. which I think is so interesting because when I I look at how. Dorothy is outside of the movie. I'm like, wow, this is a man who actually learned something about his masculinity through playing this role. Yeah. When I look at it through the lens of the movie, I'm like, this is a man who learned nothing, made no life changes, only benefited from becoming a woman, which how ridiculous is that? He can't get any parts as a man, so he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll be a woman, because they've got it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I'll get paid less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. So, okay, that's like the first thing that we have to believe that a man would do. Well, it's true, it's true, it's true. 
but I also feel that it was treated in a very um, realistic way. Like the when I saw it again, watching um, Dustin Hoffman's. I mean, he played two specific roles in that. Yeah, he was credited and, twice. Yes, yeah, which was kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. It, but And they were so different. And I was really moved this time watching it about the love he had for that character. You could see just in the tiny scenes when he's talking about earrings, would they mm-hmm. be right for Dorothy? And, um, and there were also moments, you know something, there were moments of him as Dorothy looking at uh, Jamie or Jessica Lange, mm-hmm. um, and you see such love in her eyes for her friend. But you never see a man really looking at a woman like that, right? And so it threw me off. I was like, wow, look at him. He looks so un- so tender. And you never see a man. He never, Dustin Hoffman would never look that tender as a man playing some romantic role. Well, then when he turns Does that back. Make sense? Yeah, t- yeah, because then when he turns back into Michael and he confronts Jessica Lange, and she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, no, I'm going to keep following you and stalking your dad and like being all up in your life until you give in to me. He's like, well, I learned those things as Dorothy. I could surely learn them again as a man. And I'm like, so the message is you didn't learn squat. I miss Dorothy. You don't have to. She's right here. She misses you. Look, you don't know me from Adam, but I was a better man with you as a woman than I ever was with a woman as a man. You know what I mean? I just gotta learn to do it without the dress. And then I was so disappointed that she went with him because I was like, Dorothy taught you nothing then because Dorothy would have taught you Get out of there. Don't be with a liar. Don't go be with a liar. Like, Dorothy would have never stood for that, which is another problem that I had with this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I first watched the movie, like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is a great movie. It's lovely. It's delightful. And then when the movie was over, I was kind of like, wait a minute. I wished it was charming. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to say that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. There were lots of things that were charming about the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that the message that they were trying to show audiences mm-hmm. was not the message that they actually showed audiences. Oh, interesting. Like what? And I would have... Okay, so in my mind, the message is a man needs to become a woman to understand how women are treated. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way this man is able to treat women with respect and find femininity within himself is through actually becoming a woman. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. What they present, though, is a story where women are stupid and they need a man dressed as a woman to to teach teach them them how to be better women. How to stand up for themselves? or, Or did he teach them by being a role model for them? He taught them through both of those things, right? He taught Mm -hmm. them how to stand up for themselves. He was a role model for them. And I was like, no, this is the opposite of what we should have been doing. It's a white guy saving the day. But it's insane. Like, the movie should have been... This is what I would have loved to see. And Mm. if they had done the movie this way, I probably would have felt really differently about it. What they should have done is had Dustin Hoffman dress as Dorothy 
and then have Dorothy get bullied for being ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Like she was bullied for being ugly, but then she just always stood up for herself and made the women around her feel empowered. Instead, she should have been like, oh, my life as an actress now is just as hard as it was as a man being an actor. And then the women around him should have taught him how to be a better woman, right? I mean, the women around him should have been teaching him how to be a better woman and a better man, not him teaching them how to, like that is the opposite of the message that they're trying to give. I think Mm -hmm. one scene where that was very evident was when he's just as Dorothy hanging out with Jessica Lange and she's saying Ron, her boss, was supposed to come over for dinner last night, but he stood me up, I was sitting there, I felt like an idiot and you know, he did this horrible thing to me. Okay, now that scene is playing at the same time, playing out at the same time as Dustin Hoffman's girlfriend, Sandy, is doing the same thing. Exactly. She's cooking dinner. Exactly. She's sitting there. She's feeling like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice for him to have learned something from that situation. We as an audience see that, oh, he's doing the same thing that happened to the girl that he's in love with, but he doesn't learn, he doesn't treat Sandy with more respect after that happens. He isn't nicer to her. Well, he isn't a dick more considerate. Until he becomes a woman. The he's, but my a... point is, he still is. Like, he doesn't become a better person. <clears throat> but is it in the following scene that, um, you know, of course, she says, oh, the food's been burned and. And she's apologizing to him, which is so true with male mm-hmm. Women are always apologizing, no matter what happens. And he says, why aren't you angry? Why are you angry? I, you know, I was three. I'm the one that was three hours mm-hmm. late. So I thought that that did show. But in the long run, I don't know. We, was there much time after he comes out as a man that uh, you, we could see if there was a change with him? I felt like there was no change, especially in his treatment of Sandy, because I would have loved for that scene to have taught him something. Like, I would have loved for the women in his life to teach him things about being a better human. But instead, we see him wrong Sandy in that scene, not learn anything from it, and keep wronging her over and over and over again and making her feel like crap about herself Mm -hmm. because of how he's treating her. Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing that he quote-unquote learns is like how to manipulate Jessica Lang into being his girlfriend, right? I mean, we even see that in the scene where he confronts Jessica Lang at that party and says to her exactly what she said she wanted to be said to her. And Jessica Lang throws the drink in his face. And you're like, okay, so now he's using Dorothy to manipulate Jessica Lang. But it didn't work, right? It didn't work, but still like that's what he's learning from this. Well, but well, okay, yes, yes, yes. But isn't it supposed to be that he that he is wrestling, just I'm talking about as this character, mm-hmm. because we know where this character has to go. He has to be, prove that he is lovely enough, so to speak, to get Jessica Lang, mm-hmm. right? And so um, there have to be setbacks and, you know, complications and challenges and stuff. And so I thought that was just another example of him not quite getting it yet. But, like, where, when does he get it? Because, yes, like... that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's an and example of him And what does that not... look like? <laughs> right. Honestly, what, what would that look like? Uh, what would it look like of him getting it? Yeah, what in the end? What, what oh. kind of a scene would it be to be, you go like, oh, look at that well, guy, it's different. Well, I think that, for me, what I hated most about this movie was that he became a feminist icon and was, like, on the cover of Ms. and all of these things. I was like, so women suck and they're bad at everything but as soon as a man is doing 
a woman. <laughs> he's amazing at it. That is so funny and so true. And he's a feminist icon. And like none of these women can stand up for themselves. They need a man to step in and stand up for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, that part really rubbed me the wrong way. I would have liked for the women to have been strong and like said, hey, you know, you're doing, you're going about this the wrong way. This is how you should be treating women. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice for me. And so I think that if that had happened, then I would have seen more examples of Michael's growth, even if he had, you know, stood Sandy up and he said the wrong thing to Jessica Lang and thrown a drink in his face. To me, what would have been a good conclusion for his character would have been like, he says that he doesn't want to be with Sandy. Like he gives her the respect of saying, I'm not interested in you. Instead of stringing her along for no reason, like that would have been the respectful thing to do. In terms of his relationship with Jessica Lang, Personally, I don't feel like it could have been salvaged. There was so much manipulating going on, even in you know the scene that we do see at the very end where they end up getting together. I'm like, why is there justice for him? He's manipulating you right now by saying like, I'm still Dorothy. Dorothy's in me somewhere. Like I need you to help me find it again as a man. I'm like, I feel like he's pr- like preying on this really weak woman. I absolutely love your point of view on stuff. I'm just like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I will say I did miss the part where he decides that he's going to become a woman. That that, that, that was interesting too. Because you don't really see it. It's like, la, la, la. Oh, and he's kind of like, I have an idea. And then boom, you sit that that walking scene. Yeah. And then you go, oh, that's him, her. I just... The issue for me with that was I was writing a note when at the very end of the scene that came before you seeing Michael as Dorothy, mm-hmm. and it was an argument that he was having with his agent. Michael, I, I'm trying to stay calm here. You uh, are a wonderful actor. Thank you. But you're too much trouble. Get some therapy. Okay, thanks. I'm going to raise $8,000, and I'm going to do Jeff's play. Michael? You're not going to raise 25 cents. No one will hire you. Oh, yeah? Okay, smash cut to he's a woman now. And I looked up and I saw him as a woman and I was like, oh, I must have missed something Mm -hmm. while I was writing this note. So I rewound it and I watched it again and I was like, oh, no, there was no explanation. He's just a woman now and we're supposed to go along with that. Well, and then we see what's happening. But I thought it was interesting that they didn't do that. Kind of like, oh, he's becoming a woman. Look, he's putting on earrings. He's doing the makeup. They didn't do that the first time. Well, it was even... I was fine with that not happening, but there was Mm -hmm. no, like, where did he get this idea? How did he come up with the money for all these prosthetics and wigs and expensive clothes? Because that's another thing that Michael says to his roommate, who's played Mm -hmm. by Bill Murray, is he says... Who is amazing, but he says being a woman is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, how do women afford to do this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, S- how are you affording to right. do it? Right, we right, have no right, idea. Right. Like, that's something, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire is very similar. But like we see Robin Williams, we see his motivation, right? He wants to be the nanny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we understand why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And it why seems he- to be more correlated to Well, it's yeah, like, okay, it makes- we understand why he why this is his only option, yes. right? Because they would recognize him as their father. And so he has to be someone different. So he has to dress up like a female nanny. All right, cool. Then we see his brother works in prosthetics. 
So now we know where Robin Williams is actually getting the prosthetics and how he can afford them mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can make those jumps with you on how we got from Robin Williams as a dad to Robin Williams as an old British nanny. Mm-hmm. In this movie, it was like, he's fighting with his boss and now he's a woman and he's going to an audition. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Did they lay enough pipe for you to see like, oh, he goes with Terry Gar, blah, blah, blah. She's not tough enough. I that. No. No, there was not enough. I mean, when I was talking about the movie after seeing it, I it, you know, I was it was explained to me that the reason the reason why he's dressed as a woman is so that he can get this part, but I'm like is this the only part in New York City? He has to go for this part and he has to dress as a woman to get it. And also Yes, that's the leap of faith. <laughs> you know, if you but, don't believe everyone not recognizing him as a woman are just like going like, okay, dude, I see you're a dude. <laughs> if you don't, if you, if you don't buy that, you buy nothing. If you do buy that, then why don't you buy all the other stuff you're talking about? Cause all of it is absurd. Well, it's predicated on this one choice that has zero explanation, right? Okay. Like my, my point is in Mrs. Doubtfire, right? You have to take that leap of faith with that character, but I can because I understand why it's happening, right? He's like, this is my only choice because I want to be with my children and they can't recognize me. In this movie, it's like, well, why, first of all, do you have to be a woman? Why can't you just be a nicer dude? Because, right, that's the fight that he gets into with his boss is no one wants to hire you because you're too aggressive and you're too mean, which upon reflection, I understand is code for masculine, right? They're like, you're too masculine, that's why you're not getting any parts because you're aggressive, oh, you're mean, you make too many changes, you think you're in charge. Those are all, upon reflection, Not working code. with others. Right, other exactly. Mm-hmm. He's not being a team player and that's code for he's too masculine, so now he has to be feminine so he can get a job. But like, none of it is really explained. It's like, there's the fight happens and then he's a woman. It's not like I've got a role, but it's only for a woman in their late forties. So you can't go for it. And then he's like, all right, well, I'll become a woman and then I'll get the part of a lifetime. You know, I just had wished that there was a little more explanation on like, why this role? Why mm-hmm. a woman? Yeah. Like I had wished that they had given me a little bit more to go off of than just like, don't worry about no. it. It's happening. Yeah. 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 And then they catch up to it, though, don't they? They catch up to that reveal. They do, but once it it once it first happens, I was like, oh, I must have missed something, and I fast forward, or I rewound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I didn't miss anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question for you. What is the fascination, the delight, with um, men dressing as women? What is that? I don't know. I thought you'd have a good answer for me. I'm sorry, I don't have a good answer. Yeah, like I think, some like it hot, or, or right. just... Yeah. Well, I think... I mean, it's fun, right? Is it? Is it that men aren't allowed to indulge? I, I, like, what is it? Well... Because it's funny, I guess. I think with this movie... It's interesting because when they shot the movie, they said to all the actors who are in it, this is not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Play it straight. Because mm-hmm. they didn't want it to be super funny that mm-hmm. he was a woman. They just wanted it to be funny, the things that were happening around... Mm-hmm. Um, Super successful. Dustin that Hoffman way. as a woman. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the point of him dressing up as a woman is, you know, as we've been saying, I think what they were trying to do was he has to become a woman to understand women. 
mm-hmm. know, like walk a mile in someone else's mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. Under- right. I, I think that's what they were trying to do. It did not work for me. I felt like they achieved the opposite of like men taught women how to do women better. <laughs> and that was the message that they sent. Mm-hmm. But I understand where they're coming from. I understand why he has to actually be a woman to learn things about women. I got all of that. I just think that they did it in the wrong way. I don't know if it was because it was the 80s mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like filmmaking that was done by men just wasn't there yet. But it seems Well, it still I, isn't there even in terms of white man saves the day. Right, exactly. But I'm talking yeah. about like in understanding the f- women woman experience mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a team of men were the right people to write this story. But they were the ones who did it. And so this is the story that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been way more interested to see how a woman wrote this story and see how a woman interpreted a man entering Hollywood as an ugly woman, mm-hmm. right? And what that experience is like. Because it's not yeah. as easy as he makes it seem. <laughs> no. He auditions, he hits someone in the head, right? And everybody's like, we love you and you're an icon and like, we're just gonna like do whatever you want now because you're better than the rest of us. I'm like, I don't think that's what actresses would tell you being an actress is like in Hollywood. So it would have been interesting to see a more realistic version of this story, I think, than what a man would think would be interesting for a man playing a woman in Hollywood is like, you know? Well, so he he or she, Dorothy, taught them how to be like men. Is that what it is? As far as how to defend yourself, stick up for yourself. Is I that the part so. you didn't buy? Well, it's not that I didn't buy it. Like, I thought he was teaching them how to mm-hmm. be more, quote-unquote, masculine. Because mm-hmm. I thought he learned, at least as the performance went on, I felt that he had learned how to be more open-hearted or to feel from the heart instead of being so combative and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know that he did learn. Again, I don't really, didn't really feel like he learned anything. Maybe I felt like he learned something when he revealed that he wasn't really Dorothy, he was Michael. And I was like, oh, some growth. But then he like goes to see his love interest's father, who he's also fooled into falling in love with Dorothy. Those are interesting... um complications i mean we saw just so many um so many expressions of sexuality mm-hmm. yeah that was very new then to, uh, too and i appreciate those new explorations of gender and sexuality being done through this movie mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know i don't expect it to be perfect it was 80 too, right? So, you know, it's not going to be perfect explorations of sexuality and gender. Mm-hmm. I just felt like there were some obvious things that they could have done, right? Like, in a movie where you're supposed to be saying women have got it bad in Hollywood, and so now or this in the character world. in the world, yeah. but now this you know, man dressed as a woman is gonna and is gonna learn that, like, he probably shouldn't be the hero of the story, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> well, look back, I mean look at it now, we're no further ahead then, really, than then. Mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes, I love that Michael's version of a woman is a Victorian little girl. He wore the most insane outfits. Dorothy always looked like she was leaving the set of the soap opera to go shoot a period piece about Emily Dickinson. She did. She did. She did. She. I was like, are you wearing a corset? Like... Like a whale-boned corset. Oh my like God, it was she's be the most in. insane outfits. 
I was like, you could have been like a little modern. I know that because of Dustin Hoffman, I mean, he has a 16-inch neck, which is not very feminine. And so they put him in turtlenecks so to hide that. And they put glasses on his face to make his face a little softer and flatter because his nose is very protruding. Uh-huh. And so the glasses were there to soften that. And I'm like, okay, I do appreciate the things that you're doing to feminize him. At the same time, does he have to be wearing like a bustle and all of these crazy things that I have not seen since the 1800s? (laughs) And everybody's always complimenting his outfits. And I'm like, why? Well, because they're so weird to be wearing something like that at that age, at that time in the world, to wherever she was going. It was like, what? Yeah, that was... who was, the, who was the costume designer for that? Because it was certainly a choice. What else would you have put that woman man in? That, that I would have put her in something more modern, first of all. I mean, like, you can wear something conservative and not be dressed like you're ancient, right? I mean, like, he could have just been wearing a pencil skirt and a flowy, long-sleeved, turtlenecked top, right? I mean, he didn't need to be wearing, like, a turtlenecked dress with puffed sleeves and, you know, a, a hoop skirt underneath it for it to be conservative. I don't know. I just felt like the costumes were crazy on Dorothy. You know, I, I, seeing it this time also, um, Jessica Lang, she wanted a... Academy Award for her performance. Mm-hmm. It was pretty lovely, but it didn't seem Academy Award winning. I award. disagree. It's interesting. They originally wanted Cher to play that role, which I think would have been terrible, Me but too. maybe better. In which way? Because I she's think, tough, you know? Right. So. That's what. Okay, if you were telling the story that I wanted to be told, right, that the women taught Michael something about how women are treated in Hollywood and also in the world, cast Cher. Because Cher is like so much, not in a physical sense, like in a um, personality sense. She's so much bigger than him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's got such a way bigger personality. Mm-hmm. And she's really tough. And she's got street smarts. And she's going to tell you what's what. And I think that if you wanted to tell the story where Michael was not the hero, Jessica Lange's character was the hero, you cast Cher. But in this movie... Then how does Cher grow? Oh, great question. Well, in my opinion, Cher is not the one who has to grow. Mm -hmm. It's Michael who's supposed to be growing. Well, yes, yes, yes. yes. So in my opinion, it wouldn't really matter. She's the lead of the story you were saying. Yeah, yeah. It's more from her POV than, than... I mean, it would still be from Michael's POV, but he would be the one who was growing and changing and everybody around him would be more stagnant. I I think, you know, telling the story that they did, which is that Michael through Dorothy makes the people around him better. The, the, his love interest has to be much smaller than him because he's the one who's supposed to be larger than life. Mm-hmm, and also just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I think that they had good chemistry. I thought that the love between... Jessica Lange's character and Dorothy was very beautiful. So did I. Was not interested in her relationship with Michael at, at all. all. Even at the end. In yeah, fact, don't I forgot care. it was a love story. Don't care about them. Zero percent. Jessica Lange and Dorothy <laughs> I found super interesting because I just, I found that to be so sweet and interesting and 
such a bold exploration of sexuality that the movie just kind of brushed over the top of and never really dug deeper into. And I believed that Jessica Lange was absolutely just heartbroken that Dorothy wasn't... I mean, she loved Dorothy and Dorothy wasn't real and that crushed her and why she would want to be with Michael after that. Yeah. Yeah, what about that? He devastated her. That scene where she says goodbye to him or her saying, you know... I, I can't, I can't be you. what you want. I can't do this. Blah blah blah. I want. I would love to. I just can't. I can't see you. I can't lead you on. I thought all that stuff was very tender. I thought so too. And then you know the scenes, also the hijinks of it, where I guess the French farce of it all is, you know, the phone rings and Bill Murray's like, "I'll pick it up." No, you can't pick it up because. You know, um, Dorothy doesn't have a man living there. You pick it up. Well, I can't pick it up because I'm supposed to be sick. Or, you know, so it's the, there are a lot of complications, which made it, you know, the comedy made it fun, but it was super well cast and very heartfelt. Yeah, the roommate played by Bill Murray, he was perfect. I loved him. He's he was so just good. the right amount of kooky in it, the, in the movie, just the right amount. He was really, really good. Mm-hmm. In an interview for the American Film Institute, Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman says that he was shocked that although he could be made up to appear as a credible woman, he would never be a beautiful one. He said that he had an epiphany when he realized that although he found this woman interesting, he would not have spoken to her at a party because she was not beautiful. And that as a result, he would have missed out on many conversations with an interesting woman. He concluded that he had never regarded this film as a comedy for that reason. I think the personal exploration that Dustin Hoffman was doing is way more interesting than anything going on in the actual movie. Well, I do too, because, I mean, what was he? um, You know, he's been accused. He's been involved in the Me Too movement, so how much did he learn from that movie? Exactly. I think, well, interestingly enough, the only women who haven't complained about how he acted on a set were the women from Tootsie. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Like Meryl Streep, even though she was coaching... um, Dustin Hoffman on this movie, uh, she was, you know, more than happy to come out against Dustin Hoffman saying he slapped her while they were making Kramer versus Kramer. So he's been like really ridiculed and I would have much rather had a movie where there was a scene where Dustin Hoffman was looking at himself as Dorothy and been like, I would never talk to this woman at a party because she is ugly. And I would have missed out on a really interesting conversation with a really interesting woman. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't be judging people based on... I shouldn't be judging women based on their beauty. Mm-hmm. Because that's sexist. And this is something that I'm learning. Which clearly he was learning through making the movie. But that was never reflected in the actual content of the movie. Of the movie, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would it have taken at the end of the movie for me to care at least as much about the Michael... Um, Julia or Julie uh, relationship, you know, as much as I cared about when he was a woman. Like, what, what, what could it have been? The woman is right here, la la la. <laughs> what could it have been that shows that he, like, what would that scene be? Because it was, I certainly need, needed more than that. Interestingly enough, the title of the movie was originally Would I Lie to You? And then they changed it to Tootsie because, um, 
Dustin Hoffman was very much playing his mother through this role. She was ill and dying when they were shooting. And so he drew a lot of inspiration from her. There's photographs of his mother in the movie. Um, and her his mother's dog was named Tootsie. And so that's where that kind of nickname came from. Oh, and they named the movie Tootsie, which was very sweet. Um, but I think it's interesting that the originally was about lying. Because you're like, yes, that is what the movie is about. It's about one person lying to everybody in his life and mm-hmm. coming out on top, even though he's lied and manipulated <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also the relationship between um, uh, Julia's dad and him mm-hmm. and her was super sweet. Dancing and then, and then at the end when he gives that... The, thing back and the ring back and give it to me outside I just it was touching it really was mm-hmm. I think um, going along with what you said about should Jessica Lange did she really give an Academy Award winning performance this movie has also ended up on the AFI Top 100 mm. not currently but it has uh, is it right now I know that it has, in the past, ended up on the AFI Top 100, and I'm wondering if you agree with that, because I I don't know if I agree that anybody was giving an Academy Award-winning performance or that this movie deserves to be one of the 100 best movies of all time. It's a pretty great movie. Even the though cast. you didn't like it? Well, because I was... Um, I, couldn't ex- I couldn't jump on the... I couldn't jump on board that he was a woman. Because the I movie could. did a bad job telling you why he was it could a woman. Be. It could be. Do you know? But when I see it now... But the thing is that when I... Re- I remember seeing it, it was very well made, very well written, very well directed. The cast, fantastic. Acting so good. Really lean, you know, not unnecessary scenes. I thought it's, it's really a good, good, well-made movie. Dialogue is funny. You know, it doesn't get maudlin anywhere. They they treat this high concept mm-hmm. so real. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Does it hold up? Sadly, you know, it doesn't seem that different now than it was years ago about how men treat women and what women accept. So you do think it deserves to be I do. one of the greatest movies of all time? The top 100, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Where would you place it, do you think? Like top 50 or bottom 50? Listen to that. I don't know. I'd have to think of what else would be on that. We've talked about many that I would put on. <laughs> um, you know, all those movies I know, like Star Wars, which are phenomenal. and But, you know, I just never responded to those either. I think for American general audiences, this was kind of an introduction to movies about gender and sexuality that were different than a just run-of-the-mill romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. Do I think that based on the merits of the storytelling going on in this movie, does it deserve to be on the list? Absolutely not. (gasps) I don't think it's a well-told story. You don't? No. The plot. I just don't, like, I don't understand why he's dressed as a woman, first of all. Well, that first, is lost on me. It I wasn't went along. Pr- was not. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going along with this. Fine. And then I felt like he was just using the people in his life to get 
the money that he wanted and the fame that he wanted that he never got friends right so he says exactly Mm -hmm. but you know it's just because he does he's a disgruntled actor who wants to be recognized for his work Mm -hmm. which i think is one of the really smart scenes in the movie is when sandy has a conversation with him about the woman who got the role that she was auditioning for which is michael dressed as dorothy and and sandy is saying that woman is terrible she's chewing the scenery she's not very good at the the lines that she's given you know she's written terribly as a character you know all that stuff to that effect and Michael's like, oh, do you really think so? <laughs> she looked fat also. Oh, yeah, 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 that she too. looked fat. Yeah, yeah. And I just was like, see, this I, I am enjoying because she's... Because Michael, you know, he's famous for being on this soap opera. But, you know, in this scene, you're also seeing that, like, just because he's famous doesn't mean he's good, right? It, it's a simultaneously playing into the idea that he's only got this success because he's a woman now, which is... Uh, well wrong messaging in my opinion but it's also playing into the idea that he is just somebody who's looking for recognition he wasn't able to get parts before and now he's getting a part but he's not doing a very good job because we have no idea what kind of job he's doing right we don't see the soap opera ever we never get an opportunity to like make an opinion on whether this is good acting or not. And we see I some disagree. of it, but you, so you think he is doing a good job? Well, first of all, they set up scenes where you see that as a male actor, he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. You mean, he's Dustin Hoffman, you know. <laughs> and he's a really, really good yeah. actor. But he's a jackass, you know. He's like, well, why would, you know, I won't do, what is it, Chekhov? I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I won't walk across the stage and die because you say so. Um, and so... But he's a good actor. At one time, he was a very good actor. But because he was so consistently hard to work with, he's become an unhirable actor, not a bad actor. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, and the scenes that he's done, you know, some of them are really good. Um, And also, you see his passion and his love for the art and the craft of it Mm -hmm. when he's teaching those other actors how to act. And he, you know, he's very spot on with what he's Mm -hmm. saying and doing. Um, So... Yeah, I th- and I thought as the woman, he was a really good actor. Okay. Because I could see at least what was presented to me enough of the show, those scenes, um, to uh, to judge that, oh, there that's a grounded performance. Right. I just yeah. felt like, I felt like we, we saw some scenes of the show. We saw like the best parts of his improvisation. But I was, I was going off of what Sandy was telling us to interpret how he was in this role. And to me, it read um, as like, you know, just because you've got the fame now and you're a woman, so now you can work, you know, doesn't mean that you've got it all handed to you. Like, you're still going to be criticized and you're still not going to be the best actor or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, just because he's a woman and therefore it is much easier for him to get work, problematic. <laughs> It's still hard. Yeah. I took that as her being a jealous actress that didn't get the role. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I just, his aggressive, I guess, male characteristics, which was what prevented him from allowing himself to have a career, you know, that went on and on. Mm Mm-hmm. He had to become a woman. 
<laughs> Famously, women get jobs very easily in Hollywood. Yes, they do. <laughs> Famously, if you're a woman, you can be in any movie that you want to be in. Yes. <laughs> you can have any role that you want. Gina Davis's debut film. That was cute. Yeah, she was she so all, cute. So in the cute, movie. all curly hair and teeth. You know, she was very cute. Yeah, it was interesting because she gave a an interview where she was talking about how this was her first movie and that um, Dustin Hoffman had given her advice on how to deal with male actors that were hitting on her that she had to star with on how to like reject them in a way that didn't make them feel like oh, oh, their ego hurt their feelings right he had to defend herself in a way that didn't hurt their feelings and she used it on jack nicholson when he was hitting on her in a movie and and she said his line and jack nicholson said something like hey what a line where did i get this girl from what but was she it? okay so what dustin hoffman said to gina davis was your co-stars are going to hit on you and you should not go to sleep with your co-stars. It's not a good idea. So here's what to say. When they hit on you, say, quote, I would love to, but I'm afraid it would ruin the sexual tension between us. <gasps> that is perfect. And so she used it on Jack Nicholson. And I guess it worked. But I thought it was interesting that somebody who was like preying Does exactly on women that. Mm -hmm. that he worked with and also that he didn't work with, right? He was a big casting couch guy. Mm-hmm. Would then give Gina Davis advice that was actually good advice that worked. It's kind of like, I guess since he was doing it, he knew what was going to work. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's right. That is a lovely way of saying it. Yeah, I wonder why he decided to be helpful to her in that way. This episode of The Movies That Made Her But Not Me is sponsored by ScreenSpec, where you can read reviews and features on the latest film and television releases and support underrepresented writers in the process. Visit ScreenSpec.com to stay up to date on what movies and shows you should be keeping up with.